The social credit system is one of the more controversial and widely discussed topics in China coverage today. But how does this individual social credit system differ from the social credit system for companies? And how does it actually work? We talked with Angela Deng, a manager of business advisory services at the U.S.-China Business Council, to break down the corporate social credit system for us. Can you tell us what the social credit system for companies is and how that differs from the social credit system that we see in the news a lot? China's corporate social credit system um, is different from the social credit system for individuals. The corporate social credit system focuses more on market enforcement, meaning that companies are abiding by their industry regulations. Uh, but for individuals, it's a different implementation system different types of data being collected, and different rating requirements are being used. So the two systems right now are separate, but we will have to see how the system evolves and those two, how those two are integrated with each other. Okay, so how does, how does it actually work for companies? Sure, so there are three parts to the corporate social credit system. First is the rating requirements, the second is the monitoring, and third is the scoring. So for the rating requirements for companies, China, uh, uses two types of rating requirements. One is, the first is um, specific industry regulations, um, topic-specific issues like environmental compliance, taxes, and other issues that relate to the sector that companies are operating in. The second is more on compliance records, uh, so on their pricing, um, anti-monopoly cases, and licenses. Those, both those criteria are being used to rate companies. And there, then there's monitoring. Right now, a lot of the monitoring is done through uh, data reporting that can come from the companies themselves or through government inspections or through web-based or digitalized inspections. Um, in the future, China does want to move toward a more automated system, meaning that they want to use next generation information technology such as big data and AI to monitor companies. That hasn't taken off uh, entirely yet, so we'll have to see how that system is being developed. And the third part is scoring. So after, after all the data are collected, they go into this centralized system where all types of data from local governments, from industries, uh, from uh, e-commerce platforms that have their own credit systems, um, that collect data on companies, they're all being used to generate a credit score for companies. Um, so far, we've seen two types of scoring systems, either numerical or alphabetical. Um, so one is a scoring system of zero from a thousand, thousand being the highest, and the other one is A through D, A being best, D the worst. We don't know what system China is going to adopt, either the numerical or the um, alphabetical system. But we do know that there is going to be a meta-social score for every single company and that it's going to be generated by an algorithm. So that makes the process extremely non-transparent and very much a black box process for companies. So China has picked 2020 as the year when the social credit system will theoretically be completed. Do you think that's a realistic timeline, given that we're pretty close to 2020? What should we be expecting in the coming months in terms of potential developments to be looking for on the system? Sure. 
Um, China has been developing the social credit system since the early 2000s when we started seeing um, local pilot systems for social credit scores. And the Chinese government laid out their um, strategic plan in 2014 for how the system is going to operate. And they've made a lot of progress since then. We've seen a um, basically a substantial data infrastructure system set up for the social credit system. And a lot of the key features of the system are already in place. Um, the first is the centralized database system where all the data are being recorded, tracked, and analyzed. It's called the National, National Internet Plus Monitoring System. And the second part is the unified social credit code, um, which is a unique uh, numbering system that identifies and register every single company in China, domestic and foreign. And the third is um, platforms where companies' um, so, uh, credit scores, whether they're good or bad, are shared and publicized online. Um, so we've seen platforms like Credit China and the National Internet Credit Information Publicity System. Those are just um, two of the three. Um, we might see more in the future, but those are significant features. Um, and recently, um, the State Council released the guiding opinion saying that China will accelerate the progress of building out the social credit system by 2020. Um, that's the deadline that they've set for themselves. And I think that it is realistic for getting a basic um, infrastructure out for the social credit system because, as I've mentioned, a lot of the features have already been rolled out. And um, I think SAMR is going to play a big role in um, the corporate social credit system. They've recently revised the regulations for the list of heavily distrusted entities. And we've seen a lot of industries um, mentioning the social credit system more in how they're going to enforce certain rules. So I think that there is um, a lot of progress being made and the Chinese government is prioritizing it. And we will just have to continue to monitor um, these developments. Okay, so how about the challenges that China is facing? What, what are the biggest hurdles to, to finishing the social credit system? So the biggest challenge, and it has been the, the biggest challenge since the beginning, is um, data sharing because the system can't work if you can't get all the different types of data being centralized and being processed together. And I think that there is some bureaucratic resistance, um, especially from agencies that are not fully on board with using the social credit system as a way to enforce uh, the market and for enforcing uh, industry regulations. So from what I've heard, the biggest battle is between the PBOC, the central bank, and NDRC, which, is, which has taken the lead in developing the social credit system. So I think that there's a lot of buro bureaucratic turf um, to be fought in um, sh sharing, the, sharing the data. Um, so I think that there is going to be um, there are going to be some issues, but it seems like they have um, made some progress in reconciling this. Okay, so will China use the social credit system in the trade war against U.S. companies as retaliation? It seems like there's been a lot of coverage like that in the press. Is that do you think that is a legitimate concern? I think there has been a lot of confusion. Um, the Chinese government after the Wall Street Journal report that came out that said that China might weaponize the social credit system um, as a retaliatory tool against U.S. and foreign companies. Um, the Chinese government said that that's not true. 
Um, and I think that there's confusion between the unreliable entities list and the corporate social credit system. And I think that where that confusion um, comes is because both systems uh, rely on the use of a blacklist. So the unreliable entity list is essentially a blacklist of um, probably foreign companies that the Chinese government sees as unreliable in supplying um, technologies to Chinese companies. Um, we have not heard um, what the list is going to be, um, what the criteria are going to be for um, being added to that list. And I think that the second reason that there is confusion between the unreliable entities list and the social credit system is that um, there are some overlapping criteria like um, endangering China's national security interests, um, endangering the legitimate interests of uh, consumers. And those are very broad criteria. So we don't know how they're going to be defined for either list. So I think that there is concern that uh, both will be used. But so far, um, the Chinese government has drawn a line uh, distinguishing the unreliable entities list and the social credit system. Okay, so what should U.S. companies be doing to prepare for the social credit system? I think the biggest challenge is um, ensuring that they have a, an advanced and sophisticated compliance system to make sure that they can meet all the rating requirements because there are over 300 of them to make sure that companies um, are fully equipped to deal with um, the challenges in complying with um, the requirements that the social credit system is going to entail. So I think that companies should um, identify the gaps in their internal compliance system. And it's really important because once the system is automated, um, it's not going to have any room for you know, small errors or small mistakes. So I think that it's very important to upgrade uh, companies' internal compliance system. The China Business Review Podcast is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. This podcast is also a companion to the digital magazine of the same name. You can read articles about the U.S.-China relationship and important business issues at chinabusinessreview.com.